Hello, friends, family, and everyone in between. Quick little editor's note here from Mike. Just wanted to let you know that this episode was filmed shortly after the March 18th shooting in Atlanta. And we want to let you know that we do briefly talk about this with our guest. But just as a reminder, show some love to the members of the AAPI community. Be good to one another. And let's get to this episode. family and everyone in between you are listening to the feel good podcast the podcast where we chat with interesting people and talk to them about what's good with them and the good they put in the world i am one of your hosts mike osgood and i am another one of your hosts byron filler i actually i like i thought we were on talk radio for a second and then you said like we're on a podcast you were very convincing you know i try sometimes and uh (laughs) it Sometimes those, ele- those elocution lessons are really working. Yeah, it's called my college degree. <laughs> I use it. <laughs> that communications degree comes in handy every so often. Byron, how are you doing, you beautiful man? I am doing good. Um, so this week, I am getting married. No shit! I know. I've talked a little Woo! bit about it, but like this, it, this is the week. This coming Saturday, um, my beautiful fiance and I, I'm finally going to be able to call her my wife. It's. I feel like I like every now and then I actually have been catching myself calling her my wife, um, just because like we've been together for so long, we have been living together for so long. It's there's i think i have a little bit of a frustration of like we've already started our lives like who are we doing this for again i got two things for you one yeah. very disappointed the lack of a borat accent when you say oh no, no no i was about to mention that two two <laughs> hit me up when you've been doing it for 11 years brother fair no fair fair enough i like here's what i'll say because we've been we decided to do this just like during the this pandemic and it was important that we just like we do this to get our lives started for it was a couple it was a couple reasons and leading up to it it was uh just seeing how everything was going not being able to predict the future and all of this um we were trying to like calculate like all of the crap that was flying our way in terms of like just trying to accommodate other people and realizing, oh, if we put, if we accommodate everyone, everything, and just in order for everyone to be here safely, it'll be another, like, two years before we can get married. Like, we just mm-hmm. cannot wait that long to get married. The other thing, the other part of this equation, too, is that Marissa's dad is a stroke survivor and he every day with him is another blessing and he is the what most wonderful man i could not imagine not having our wedding without him and without some of the more the like closer friends and family too it was like it's such a hard decision to come to that place and we just decided you know what like 
we would rather end up in a situation, and this was like months ago before vaccines and everything, we would rather be in a situation where he got to see it on a, a Zoom feed than him potentially not be there at all. And I think that to us was like, okay, like we would rather be able to have something that just gets it like make the most of just a a world a literal world calamity than to uh not not have anything and luckily her dad's gonna be able to be here you are gonna be able to be Hell here yeah, you and yeah alexia my my dad my mom like we are we're gonna be able to have with the given circumstances we're going to be able to have some kind of safe gathering. And that is, I'm just, I, I'm just thankful that the pieces are falling in line, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to cheers to you, brother. Uh, we have, <laughs> we have some drinks here. We're just going to cheers each other through our cameras. Cheers, and cheers, I'm cheers. so fucking excited to be able to call you my cousin-in-law shortly i cannot wait to call you my cousin-in-law too it's It's gonna gonna be be amazing (laughs) well so now that brings me to the next part of this cousin-in-law future cousin-in-law what is good with you how are you doing oh i can't definitely respond after that i mean you just gave like a whole heartfelt thing that probably brought many people to tears i'm sitting here like okay cool you matter (laughs) you matter (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing good. I I am doing really good. I've been having a lot of positive momentum come on my side. I've been having a lot of really great talks with a lot of really great people. Uh, And also, I'm getting a tattoo uh, the week after your wedding, uh, which is crazy because I haven't had that happen since the night of my 18th birthday. Uh, What What is the tattoo of... I'm going to keep it a secret until Ooh. the next episode okay. uh, because it's, I, it's something that I'm really happy about. And uh, I have a really incredible artist that is going to work on it and I'm just very happy that he was able to get me in. It's going to be great. Uh, but getting that done um, and I wasn't expecting this to happen anytime soon, but my lovely fiance, Alexia, the producer on this show a little bit of nepotism here we call uh, her chaos wrangler on here i want you to she's self-dubbed and we all said yes because that was the only yeah. logical choice i mean she's been with me for 11 years she absolutely knows how to wrangle some chaos <laughs> um yeah but she was able to get like a surprise birthday appointment with this guy uh and i'm very excited to do that but also i'm super stoked to be coming to your wedding and also since you were able to grant me the opportunity to host the newlywed game at oh, your yeah. wedding. So that's one of the, like, instead of dancing, we wanted to just try and, like, make our, for the people who are going to be on the Zoom call, like, a lively, entertaining, uh, like, thing we could do. So we asked Mike to host the newlywed game. So that's why I have been practicing <laughs> my announcer voice. So I can sit there and I can talk to a bit of everybody that's on the Zoom link, that's getting married, that's sitting there drinking whatever drink they're having. And be like, hey, 
do you know what's going on? Because I don't. I've had too many cocktails, but it's fine. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I, I'm very excited to go off and do a variety of that. Um, that's going to be super good. And We may we may need to feature, because we are going to be recording this, and so I'm going to keep some of the more personal things off of this uh this feed and our socials but i we may need to get your coverage of the newlywed game on uh on we'll our socials we'll let see. us know we'll see what we can do let us know if you would like to see my game show hosting capabilities <laughs> uh abc i'm open for if you need somebody to replace steve harvey i'm here uh but also you want to know what else is good what else is good, Mike? Today's episode of the Feel Good Podcast. Yes. We have one of the coolest cats around. She is an entrepreneur. She is a holistic nutritionist. She is Playboy's Miss July 2019, Tila LaRue. Can we talk up quickly about how awesome she is? She's pretty badass. She is I, pretty yeah. badass. Um, I'm very excited for you guys to hear this. And like for me, she, I've known Tila for a little bit. I've seen her and her low points. And I like, I'm just after like hear, hearing her talk about where she is at now, what her future is. And just like, I'm so, I'm personally like so proud of her. Yeah. And I fell madly in love with her just when she told me about her musical preference, which we'll kind of touch a little bit on yeah. in this podcast. But second that she was like, I'm an emo fan. I was like, I, you got oh, me. Yeah. You got me. But enough of the chit chat. You all want to hear from the lovely Tila LaRue. Let's get into the interview. Take it away, Byron. <laughs> And welcome to our interview with the great, with the fantastic, with the super duper fantastic, I can't think of any other positive uh, <laughs> adjectives right now. We are sitting here and we're about to chat with Tila LaRue. Tila, how are you? Woo! You know, like it took me a while to figure out how to get online today, but you know, I guess it means I'm getting old. Um, so you know no it it happens we're we've all been struggle busing to um to get onto the internet somehow nobody wants it to be accessible uh anywhere true but maybe i am getting old i mean i'm gonna be 32 next weekend so oh you're only six months older than i am i know are we yeah (laughs) which means you are officially like a year older than me and i think i have the most grays out of all three of us on this I, call. I don't know, honestly, because I, I literally dye my hair black and I'm, <laughs> don't tell anyone, nobody tell anyone, I'm a natural blonde. Um, but, you know, so you know, I probably have some grays in here somewhere. I just, it, you know. It's okay. I pre-ordered my cane last week. <laughs> nice. I, and also, like, I'm just going to soak up all the grays that yeah, are in this. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to George Clooney the fuck out of this look and honestly, it's going to be great. That, yeah, you should. That's, uh, Yes, please. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, Tia. Well, just so everybody knows who you are, let's give a brief introduction of you. You're a model. You're an entrepreneur. You are 
Playboy Playmate Miss July 2019. <laughs> and you're just a fucking fantastic person that uh, we love and adore. And we're very happy to have you here. How are you doing today? I'm stoked to be here. Um, like, regardless of the issue of not being able to get online, um, not sleeping much lately because I am launching my line next week. Um, but overall, like, I'm, I'm doing pretty well. You know what I mean? Awesome. You don't. You don't look like you haven't been sleeping though. Like you, you more of, of makeup and natural lighting right now. Yeah. Once this goes away, comes <laughs> out. Yeah. I feel like the only thing that natural lighting is doing right now is really emphasizing your my, eyeliner. My eyeliner that I'm wearing today, because for those who don't know, uh, Tila is also an emo aficionado. So. Since this is an audio podcast, Byron and I are both rocking our best emo looks. Uh, I painted my nails. Like this is my first real, like, full dive into uh, being emo. And all week, I've been I've been calling uh, my fiance Marissa my emo Sherpa because uh, she's guided me through the long, dark tunnels of emo. Uh, but before we talk about anything else, we have a tradition here at the Feel Good Podcast where before we start talking about all things good, we need to get rid of the bad. And okay. we're going to have our moment of bad. Okay. So we'll put roughly 60 seconds on the clock. Let's get rid of those bads and make <laughs> them be gone. Okay. Uh, my first bad of the week. I had a beautiful big pine tree in my backyard and my landlord took it away. Oh, it's a shame. I miss my privacy. I miss feeling like I lived in a tree house. So with those tree mover guys, I'm going to send them. I'm going to make them be gone. Yeah. Be gone. Be gone. Byron, what's bad with you? Uh, I'm, I'm just gonna get right into this was my last one, but I feel like I need to make it my first one. Uh, uh, all of the violence against a the continued violence against Asian Americans this week, and the spa shooting in Atlanta, um, that shit already needed to be gone it further it needs to be gone further. Yeah, be gone. I will also just emphasize that I had that as one of mine as well. So. <laughs> I'm right there also with you a thousand percent. Um, I, I guess like the first thing that started this week was someone backed into my car. <gasps> oh, damn. Monday. Come on, people. On Monday and you back into my car. Listen, my car's only, I got my car in October. So yeah. So now I got to go get that fixed and that's annoying, but <sighs> It's well, we'll take those bad Monday vibes and we're just going to send them and we're going to make them be gone. Be gone, be Monday, gone. be gone. This is why I do emo Mondays. Exactly. You got to yes. feel it, acknowledge the pain, let exactly. it go. Uh, I'll also kind of tie in my, I'll make shift a second one here. Uh, ignorant people. Uh, just people who are going out, who are just oblivious to everything that's going on and not acknowledging and accepting the consequences for what they're doing. Be gone, ignorant Be people. Gone. Yeah. Byron, uh, what's I, next? Okay. Uh, the ma I, the mass singer is back. Uh, yes, I watched the mass singer. Of uh, you do. And mass singer, I, I'm always annoyed about the clues. They're worthless. They're animal puns. 
animal puns aren't hard. They're not clues. They're animal puns. I like for this. It needs to be gone, and then it needs to get its shit together, and then come back once it's figured out that animal puns are not clues. They're not clues. No, be gone with that clues. Yeah, be gone. Tila, what is your next bad? Honestly, like, I don't know if this is bugging you guys, but the fact that so many places are opening right now, Texas is fully open and these places and we're, we're trying so hard to, you know, obviously there's so, there's been so many vaccines that have, have gotten out and a lot of people have gotten them. Um, But the fact that like, I feel like places are opening up like fully completely so soon. And like, I I don't know about you guys, but my first time traveling again since COVID was, um, was like a week and a half ago and I went to New York for work and like, to hear that and then me be a, you know, someone traveling, like it, it's kind of scary. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I feel like I, I just want people to still take this a, a little bit serious, you know, and let's just go like at our, at a nice pace. Agreed. I, I been, like, Agreed. Bugging me lately because there's people, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that just think it's okay. It's over. No, it's not over yet, but Well, also, there's just the addition of, like, this always seems to happen when things start getting better. So everyone's like, cool, let's go to the beach and get your towels and let's all get naked. And it's like, just just keep it on a little bit longer. Yeah, that's when we have, like, the spikes and stuff. So, I don't know, that's been kind of bugging me lately. And I'm just going to let it go and hope for the best, you know? Take that ignorance and be gone. Be gone. Be gone. Yes. Yeah, traveling was scary, by the way. Like, I, honest to God, like, I had a panic attack almost getting on the plane. I uh, <laughs> I feel you, girl. I feel yeah. you. Yeah. Because it was a little bit I, nerve-wracking. And I'm thinking travels a lot. <laughs> yeah. I, I have a bunch of friends and family that have been traveling a decent amount over yeah. this pandemic. And so I know some people that absolutely shouldn't be doing that. And yeah. the anxiety that it gives me, I'm just going to make this my third bad travel anxiety right now <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> it's obnoxious and i just like i wish everybody the healthiest things and just make sure that you make the best decisions and if you don't make the best decisions then you have to suffer the consequences of your own actions because yeah 99 of people who listen to this podcast uh are adults and they can make up their own decisions and oh. live with them so yeah take your decisions, decisions and be gone Whatever mm-hmm. you're gonna do, like, is it gonna affect someone else, like, in a negative way? You know what I mean? Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Have that compassion. You. Or also just like self awareness, spatial awareness. Like, these are very simple things. They're all very simple things. Yeah. Um, my last one here is that daylight savings time was this past Sunday from this recording. Okay, I am so angry that. Two weeks out of the year, I get to be jet lagged without having gone anywhere. And I, I thought we voted this shit to be gone, but apparently we're just stuck in like in limbo. So like, be, be gone. Daylight savings time. We voted you out. Yeah. 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 Be gone. You know what, Byron? I'm gonna roll off of that because not only was I jet lagged, still, then going through this. Um, yeah, 
Like I, uh, we did vote for it to be gone. What is the point of daylight savings? <laughs> Why, Why is it still here? Here, it's like a, an ex trying to come and get back with you. <laughs> get away! Wait, no. we, we filed the uh, the restraining order against daylight savings. It's not getting the hint, so daylight. it definitely just needs Why? to stay gone. Where it belongs. Uh, daylight yeah. savings oh. just sounds like the most manipulative ex. Like and the fact that it only comes twice a year too. Like you were you were thinking about me for the past six months. You did nothing. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. There's so many other bad jokes I can make about coming twice a year, but we got to move on from the bad jokes. Though we got we got to get into that. We'll be here all day ragging on daylight savings time. Um, but so let let's transition into Tila. We uh, we need to get into your origin story here and okay. uh, and have you i know you left your cape at the dry cleaner today but you yeah. w- since you're waiting tell us about your origin story who you are what you're about i'm tila um i'm originally from seattle i'm based in los angeles um i've been a model of 17 years so it makes me feel really old <laughs> um i moved, I moved from seattle at a really young age going to like milan and then um absolutely hating Milan and wanted to quit modeling forever. Um, after going there, it was horrible. Um, but then what I was so horrible about it. It was, it was horrible because one, I got mugged what? and I was, I was like oh. 13 or 14 years old. I got mugged. Yes. Rude. Um, I had back then I had no computer. Uh, there was no Skype. There was no way to talk to my family. It was basically just like, all right, I'll call once a month from the agency and talk to my mom. You know, yeah. but yeah, so it was just like, I lived with roommates that didn't really like me because I washed the dishes. <laughs> Don't figure. How dare <laughs> you? Who, who likes, who doesn't like someone like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah. Then By I, the way, my mom loved you for that when you. <laughs> no, I, I, I love washing the dishes. And also like, I, I really want to eat off of a clean dish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. Um. But yeah, uh, then after that, like I was three months in Milan, I ended up moving to Paris, which I ended up staying for about four, three and a half, four years. Um, and it was the best time of my life. I absolutely loved it. So yeah, I've been doing modeling for about 17 years. Um, still do it every now and then. I'm going to be 32 next weekend. So it's been quite a run. Um, woo! Yeah, woo! 32! Wait, yeah. what, what day is your birthday? Uh, the 28th. Nice. We are yeah. so close. We are like almost birthday twins. Almost. Oh, when's your birthday? April 3rd. Oh, nice. Very yeah. Close. April 3rd. Tower. Yeah. A little bit. Like I haven't seen my mom during the pandemic. Um, and this is the longest I, I I haven't seen her. So, you know, even when I lived abroad, I would go home and see her for holidays, birthday, whatever. You know that, Byron. Like I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. my family and my mom. So for my birthday, I'm actually flying up to Seattle to to surprise her. She's going to cry. But yeah, so that's going to be fun. Um, But yeah, now I'm based in Los Angeles. I'm launching a line next week. I've been working social media and marketing for the past seven years. Um, And uh, yeah, I'm launching my own brand finally, and I'm really excited about it. As you said earlier, you know, it's not summer Playmate, but it was July uh, 2019 Playmate. And um, 
yeah, it's been it's been such a great experience for me. I think that's a good transition for us to get in because I think we wanted to like just like just jump right into that. Um, and you were talking to us about um, some of your like difficulties and your struggles during the time that you were uh, that you were modeling, like anxiety, uh, depression, eating disorders, and yeah. um, do you, what do you feel that your feature in Playboy like? How special was that for you? Was that a climactic moment and being able to overcome your struggles and like? And what good do you feel you were able to do to be able to share your story on that platform? Absolutely. It was it was one of the most um, awesome experiences for me because, you know, Playboy reached out to me and I was like, whoa, is this a joke? Like, I had never thought ever about doing anything like this. Um, it's not something I would have done because I had never felt comfortable in my body. Um, like, I did go through the modeling um, and, and battle eating disorders, and it was very, very hard for me. I'm so grateful that today, you know, I'm recovered and, and healthy and happy. Um, but yeah, Playboy reached out to me for their gender and sexuality issue. And um, I had come out into the LGBTQ community um, about 11 years ago. And I was predominantly with women. And then, um, you know, coming out, everyone was super, super um, supportive of me uh, being a lesbian. But then I met someone and, you know, as you grow, I feel like you start to become more comfortable in your own skin. You, sp you start to realize like what you, what you love and, you know, it's, it's, you know, it comes with age, but I met a man and, um, fell in love and, you know, had to come out being a pansexual woman. And I didn't receive the same sort of support as I received as coming out in the LGBTQ community as a, um, as a lesbian. So yeah, Playboy gave me that platform to be able to share my story and honestly, I received so many messages after telling my story that people were, you know, so they, they had a similar story or thanked me for, you know, being open and honest because it's something that we really need to do within that community is, is be more supportive of each other, whether, you know, it doesn't matter what you are, or what you label yourself. We, we all just want to love and be loved. So it was a really great experience for me to open up about that. Um, and I, I received a lot of positive feedback and obviously like me posing nude I'd never posed nude before so um you know it was a little bit nerve-wracking because I never really had that relationship with my body that like I loved my body and it truly empowered me um to do that and look at my body in an entirely different way like okay this body, yeah this body has yeah. taken me a lot of places this body has survived an eating disorder this body has given me what i needed in order to survive you know it's protected me so i, I yeah. just my body is different then so yeah um, yeah i would love to i'd love to kind of dig in a little bit more on just your your overcoming of your body kind of dysmorphia and your issues with your body yeah like i would assuming this is me just assuming like going through the modeling career and fields there, there's a lot of stigma of having to be that pencil thin you see all the uh stereotypical images of people with just like deep collarbones and they promote this kind of stereotype of the ideal body i'm doing finger quotes in the air <laughs> i would love to learn uh from you what was that moment that made you see that you can love yourself uh, that you can kind of bring yourself up from those negative moments of all that stuff. 
So when I started, um, it, it was all about measurements and um, we were being measured by our agencies. We were, you know, I was pressured to fit into a mold that my body really wasn't supposed to be at. Like at one point I was 98 pounds being 5'9". That's really small. Jesus um, Christ. Yeah. But it's, I'm so like excited to say that like now in 2021, the industry has completely changed. It is mm -hmm. definitely more uh, about body positivity and, and real women bodies. Like we're not, we're not, you know, cut out shapes and, and, you know, we can't mold to a certain size. Our bodies are the way that they are. So yeah, there was a lot of, especially when I first started and through the years, when um, in the beginning, there was a lot of, it was very common to have an eating disorder. Um, mm -hmm. But it took me going through that in order to realize, okay, there was one day where I was like, my body's going to shut down. My little brother even asked my mom at one point, he was like, is Tila going to die? And when I heard that, I was like, I don't want to die. Like I, I, I want to live. There's so much I want to do in my life. And so I started, you know, getting more interested in, in nutrition and health. And then from there, um, I loved it so much and what it like, I loved learning about what it did for my body that I ended up going to school for actually holistic nutrition and became a personal trainer and, um, just absolutely fell in love with it. So, you know, sometimes it takes our darkest moments to, for us, that light bulb to go off and be like, oh shit, this is what really matters. Like that did not matter. And I, I feel bad at, at some point because I'm like, oh, I wasted so many years of my life, like worrying about something that actually didn't matter. What mattered was me being healthy and happy. So yeah. So now I work with, you know, I work with some girls via social media and, you know, in person for health coaching through um, nutrition and anxiety and depression and eating disorders. And um, it's become, you know, I turned my pain into my passion. That's, that's first amazing. of all, that, yeah, that's just wonderful to hear. And like, we are so enamored by you and your story. Like, you're a badass and we love you and thank you for being here. Uh, really, thank you so much. Yes. Uh, but also too, uh, another question that I wanted to ask you, uh, just kind of in regards to the Playboy discussion, it doesn't seem like the first mm -hmm. place that uh, an LGBTQ model would go to to first star nude. So I was wondering, like, what was the determining factor for you to choose posing for Playboy? Well, Playboy isn't what it used to be. Um, Playboy is much more progressive and inclusive now. Um, they they touch upon um, you know uh, LGBTQ. They they touch upon like politics, cannabis. the The community is much more. Um, they it's not mm -hmm. entertainment for men anymore. It's entertainment for all. So it's it's a place where everyone can come and and learn and and connect with each other. And it's really turned into something um, much more than we can imagine. Honestly, like um, even uh, Gina Rosaro, the uh, Playmate month after me, which was August, um, she was our first transgender um, Playmate, which was super, super beautiful. And she's one of my biggest inspirations, yes. honestly. Um, and yeah, it's become it's become much more of an open, open place. Yeah, for sure. and you get like the two of you have just been trendsetters for this new version of playboy and i know that they've been doing a variety of things over the past couple of years of like going non-nude uh for like a hot moment 
but also just starting to, yeah, just starting to have all this progressiveness. Mm-hmm. How do you see this progressiveness in Playboy affecting the LGBTQ community? I think it's very, it's been a very positive experience. It has been, um, I think it's allowed people to be a little more open. I think it's allowed people to, um, to educate themselves and be more aware about, about the community. And, um, it's, it's been really positive. Honestly, that's, that's what I can say. It's, it's done, you know, I've had people that have reached out to me and, and been like, oh, I had no idea that, that, you know, or about pronouns or about, you know, this in the community or this. And, and, you know, it's, it's been very nice to be able to speak about that and having people want to understand and become more aware of, of. I was also thinking like, as we were doing, like doing research on this, like Playboy wasn't always catering to that, uh, that audience, like West coast or East coast, like city, like city people, like audience. It was like mostly middle America, mostly white, straight white men. So it, this is a good approach for them to kind of transition that, crowd who has always been there who was buying magazines uh-huh yeah and now everything's gone digital now yeah. too so and uh, a lot of things have changed in playboy but you know it it every obviously everything's going to progress with the times and there's going to be changes and i think it's all i think it's all really good changes um you know they even have like a line of cbd which is awesome and um, they always have like merch collaborations, which is great. They're always, you know, speaking about things that matter. And I think that's super important. So they've included like a lot of people, they, they include all walks of life, uh, you know, as a part of yeah. Playboy now. And it's, I think that's what makes it so beautiful is that it's not just like no one's mm-hmm. segregated. It's, it's not just one demographic. It's, all demographics so it's been it's been a really beautiful experience that's That's... i can't think of a better way to end that segment (laughs) that was great yeah so tila other other than being a model and everything i know you are so much more than that um and you touched on this a little bit ago of your fascination with nutrition and i would love to uh if you can tell us a little bit more about your journey with nutrition and all this holistic health Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, this started years ago, but I obviously found love for nutrition. Um, I live a plant-based lifestyle and I've seen it done. Like I've I've seen it do the most amazing things, um, in my life and my family's life. My entire family is plant-based. I started out by studying nutrition and then I went to school and I wanted to take a little bit deeper because I wanted to really get, um, find out about the healing that's done within diseases and um, cancer and you know uh, diabetes everything can be cured through nutrition and I found that incredibly remarkable because like you know nothing against anyone that takes pharmaceuticals <laughs> but you know is not your best friend and the true healing um, without a bandage from the inside out comes from nutrition so that that to me, like I, you know, I, I ended up going to school and I was like, well, maybe I want to do this as a career. But then I started talking to more and more people and I was like, wait, not many people are educated about holistic health or nutrition. So I decided not to make it a career. I just wanted to actually educate people and help them about how they can change their lifestyle and their, their nutrition 
um, with, you know, different things that they were battling in their life. So it's been completely life-changing for me. It's been completely life-changing for, you know, my family and even the way my dog lives, honestly. <laughs> well, like, right. Puppy nutrition <laughs> is a huge thing too. It's a huge thing, but it's absolutely amazing. Like I have seen people with, you know, even depression and anxiety. Like I've, I've battled, I've had a history with depression and anxiety and just changing my diet and lifestyle has done so much for me. It's been absolutely amazing. Yes. Do I still get anxiety every now and then? Absolutely. That's a normal human emotion and mm -hmm. reaction, you know? Um, and how that'd be a little bit scared. Yes. <laughs> like, what's wrong with you? What's yeah. You? It's probably so much less severe now yeah. that you are regulating yeah. the, the chemicals in your body voluntarily as opposed to, you know, just going to a fast food joint, getting a cheeseburger and just, yeah, totally. Um, I, I'm interested to know, cause you were saying like you, uh, so you got your degree in holistic nutrition and then you didn't pursue that as a career. I'm interested to know what you feel, uh, you have been able to do with it through your platform and on social media that couldn't have been able to do with calling yourself a holistic nutritionist. I mean, I did for a while. Um, but I, I just thoroughly enjoy, like, I heard this quote even, like years ago and they were like, if you're tr truly passionate about, it, about something, you would do it even if you weren't paid for it. And I was like, you know, I, I didn't, I didn't feel right. Like for me personally, and obviously like everyone has a job, everyone needs to be paid for their services, but I just genuinely wanted to give information to people to educate them on how they can live their healthiest, best life. And, you know, like I said, I've, I've been working with a couple of people over social media for a couple of years now, and I've completely seen their life change. Um, and, you know, I, I am working on doing like a little blog that will have some recipes, some health tips, and just genuinely because I want to share information. And so it's not like my degree or education is going to waste because it helped me. It helps other people. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I want to share this information in a positive way and, and have people, you know, learn from it. So yeah, I'm working on creating a blog right now that will share a lot of health, uh, information, uh, plant-based lifestyle, um, tips. And, you know, even like there's, there's many doctors documentaries that are amazing and so many books that I've read that are so incredible. Um, Dr. Michael Greger, he's, in a, he, you know, he's a doctor in pharmaceutical and, and wrote an entire book that's called how not to die. And it talks about everything. That's that, that sounds like a good, uh, a good instruction manual for humans. Yeah. yeah. So he, he has the education of being an MD, but he also has the education of, okay, this is what's going to work. And this, is what, this is what is not going to work. It's absolutely incredible. He has something called the daily dozen things that you should be eating or putting in your body every single day. So that's amazing. Um, documentary, the, uh, the game changers. That was incredible. Uh, if, you don't, you don't even have to be vegan or plant-based, just watch it. And you're going to be like, oh dang, yeah. like this makes a lot of sense. Talks about, you know, athletes in the industry that went plant-based because, they were battling health issues or what it does for, you know, the male erection, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, truly, and like it's the statistics and everything, like it's been 
amazing to have the, have people bring more awareness towards this because we live in America where our issue is obesity and heart disease and high cholesterol and liver disease. And all of these things are absolutely preventable. If you change your lifestyle, you don't have to, you know, you don't, you don't have to be vegan, but you know, eat, eat more vegetables, eat less meat and you know, I think that is a bit of a fear when you are talking about like changing your eating habits, because it it, it, like, it's not the big it in reality, it's not the biggest change of lifestyle. But it's like, wait, but I love these things. It is a change of lifestyle. I love cheese. I love meat. But once you go without for so long yeah you don't miss that stuff. There's a point of having it got to be like a treat yourself moment. Like yeah. on my end, I've been trying to eat a little bit cleaner because as much as I'm six foot two, like 175, 180 pounds, like I'm a healthy weight and everything, but I ate like shit <laughs> to be totally honest. And I, I was just eating a whole bunch of crap, but there is something to be said about eating cleaner. Like I have red meat probably once every two weeks or so now, uh, just eating like leaner yeah. proteins eating more veggie things. I can eat my body weight in garbanzo beans now. (laughs) All that hummus. Yes. It's all about where, like, if you're going to eat meat, just check the source as to where your meat is coming from. Because that's the most, honestly, that's the most disturbing thing for me is that if you don't know where your sourced meat is coming from, that's going to be a huge issue for whoever's consuming Mm -hmm. it in the long run. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm I'm not one of those judgy people, but you know I just want everyone just to educate themselves a little bit. Like, all right, if you're gonna go and and purchase meat, just know where it's coming from, know how they treated mm-hmm. their animals, and you know because yeah, that's super important. What yeah. you're putting in your body is whatever how they were treated. So I'm actually just thinking of this just now because I do want to address the flip side of it of the the cost effectiveness of all of the all like eating healthy very often going on these diets and no, shouldn't do a diet. You should just do a lifestyle lifestyle. Excuse me. No, that is, that is better terminology. It is you changing your life, but it can be, it can be admittedly expensive. And I guess maybe do you have good recommendations to our listeners for uh, being able to keep th- this lifestyle change cost effective. Absolutely. It's less expensive, actually. It's only going to get expensive if you start buying vegan processed foods. Got it. So, you know, markets, there's so many amazing recipes. Like someone's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go buy a Beyond Burger. First of all, that's great. It's better, you know, it's better for you than meat, but it's still processed mm-hmm. yeah. foods. So, to make a burger cool i've got a great recipe for a black bean burger a quinoa burger whatever you want can you share that after this please because that sounds yeah. yummy yeah hell yeah absolutely yeah absolutely there's so many recipes and honestly like pinterest has great recipes i've made vegan mac and cheese not using cheese it's made with nutritional yeast interesting because it has a not to mention it's very high in b vitamins very so, interesting um People were shocked. Like I made it with panko crumbs um, and baked it after. And literally, my ex, who was not vegan, ate half a tray of this of this mac and cheese because it was so good. <laughs> there are ways to still like 
and I, I think like it's it's so much more common now for people to be a, a, you know plant-based or live that sort of lifestyle that the recipes have gotten so much better i think people get a little bit scared when they hear plant-based or vegan because they're like oh it's gonna taste like crap well because they also think of it as like this is a like a substitute replacing it and i think that's something that i learned very early on where it's like because vegan food vegetarian food it's all great but if you look at it as like this is your substitute and this is what you have for because it's just not going to taste exactly like what the real thing is going to taste like but it's still good if you give it a chance taste buds adapt uh yeah 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 absolutely and and your taste buds like a lot of people's taste buds are used to the the processed taste and the the salts and you know the additives that are in food that like once they cut that out like sometimes even a week two weeks like your taste buds start to taste the nutrition and the you know all the flavors of real yeah. food so yeah like i got a lot of good recipes honestly i'm down like when things get a little better to like meet you guys for a potluck too hell yeah absolutely if also too if we need to do like uh instagram live thing of us just like all cooking and like you working with us i am yes. down with that i'm so, I'm so hungry i am also hungry can i <laughs> i'm ready for dinner so let, let's get this moving uh, yeah. as much as as much as we could talk about clean eating all day and just make ourselves hungrier and hungrier i also want to chat about what makes you feel good tila we would love to learn about the inner workings and what releases those dopamine chemicals in your brain and what makes you feel good. Honestly, number one, riding my motorcycle. Um, yeah, that's number one for me. You know, as much as I've worked on anxiety and depression over the years, and I'm so grateful to be in like a good place, riding my motorcycle has really been a place for me to just get lost and connect to myself. Um, I, I literally have no destination of where I'm going ever. I just get on my bike and I ride and it's one of the most beautiful experiences and things to ever come into my life. It makes me emotional <laughs> at times because it's literally like you, you see different parts of the world and you connect with yourself and you're, you're aware there's no distractions, just, just you on the road, the community that it's brought me to fellow riders um, who are now family, it's been one of the most amazing experiences ever. So for the last three years, I've been riding a motorcycle and have been creating memories on the road. And it's, I, I honestly, I would recommend anyone <laughs> to get a motorcycle and, and create a journey on it because it was, it's, it's awesome. What was it that got you into riding motorcycles? My ex, actually. I mean, I always, I, I grew up on dirt bikes. Um, and then my ex um, was working with Harley and he, you know, was doing like social media work for them. And I got on the back of his bike once and I was like, nope, time to get down. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm very grateful because I work very close with Harley and um, they've been so amazing to me. And I, love my bike um on the level her name is bambi that's a great but, name for yeah that's a great name for a bike that's a great name for a harley davidson which <laughs> well <laughs> behind it 
in September. I was in a deer accident. Oh. No, no animals were hurt in the process of this accident except for myself. Um, yeah, so we named. I, I had to go through a full rebuild. Um, I had to. It took like about two months to rebuild, and um, yeah, so I named her Bambi after the deer that ran out in front of me and sent Damn, me flying. Jesus Christ! Thank God for a helmet. Yeah, th- really. Uh, yeah, if I wasn't riding proper or wearing proper riding gear, I I don't think I would have come out of it as lucky as I did. So I'm very very grateful. I mean, you know that that's just part of the, you know, it's it's part of riding a motorcycle. It's just like always be aware, always be on top of it. Um, but you know the the positives outweigh the negative absolutely for sure. And it's it's been a really beautiful experience for me. I was riding a week and a half after my accident so on a different bike but i was riding are you when you are a part like getting ready for a ride because there are those safety concerns about riding on a motorcycle like and i'm sure there are many people who are you know they'll say to a loved one you're not getting a motorcycle you're not going to get in a crash like is that are those safety concerns or like is that something you're conscientious about before a ride or is it just too much and it's easier just out of sight out of mind so that you don't psych yourself out well i have a guardian bell um and i got all my friends guardian bells they're like little bells that you protection bells that you hang uh like under your bike somewhere um and i i pray i literally pray every time i get on a bike i pray for the people around me i pray for the riders on the road i pray for myself i pray for new riders just you know everyone um, and I do, I do believe like the power of like prayer and, you know, positive manifestation is really, uh, is really helpful and it makes me feel better internally. And, um, I, I know that, you know, it, it does, it does do something. All about that positive manifestation. At one point in my life, like my biggest fear was death. And cause I'm just like, Oh, death. Like, I don't want that to ever happen. I want to be a vampire and live forever. Um, but there was one moment actually like a few months ago where I was riding and I was riding like past uh, Hollywood. The sun was starting to set and the, the trees started to become like a silhouette. And I just thought to myself, I have lived such a great life. I am so grateful. I am whatever is my time to go is, is my time to go. Like my, my fear of like, well, I don't want to die. Um, kind of diminished and it happened on the bike because I was just like, I was in such a state of gratitude where I was just like, I can't believe that I get to do this. You know what I mean? I've gotten to do, I've gotten to ride a motorcycle and create memories and go to beautiful places. And like, I'm at peace. I like found internal peace within myself. I imagine that fulfillment is overpowering any fear or any negativity that you might put into, um, how you approach it yeah 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 another another question that i had uh because here at the feel good podcast we're all about uh diminishing stereotypes when i first think of questions and questions uh, (laughs) uh but we want to the biggest thing that pops in my mind when i think of bike riders are old bearded Uh white guys like hopping on their Harleys (laughs) with some Southern (laughs) rock playing in the back. There are, there are still those guys and gals, you know what I mean? It's not just male or female. Now it's a very, it's, you know, before it was a very male uh, dominated sort of thing riding motorcycles, but no, it's definitely not. um, There, 
like my crew, my motorcycle crew, and that's what we call us. We are, you know, Los Angeles moto crew. Um, we are very diverse, uh, female, male, gay, straight, black, white, you know, we are, we are all of it. So we are a very diverse crew that come from all walks of life. And it doesn't matter where you came from or what you do. We are all there to ride and connect with each other. And it's been one of the most beautiful experiences. I love them like, like blood, like family, truly. Um, you know, there, there are still, there are still those types of peeps that you just talked about, but it's much more diverse now. The demographic is much broader. You know, I, I was responding to some comments on, on Instagram. Um, and like this, this guy was totally like, you should remember who, who Harley's demographic is. And I was like, honey, let me put you in your place for a second. (laughs) You should remember who spends more the most money. And I was like, Honey, let me tell you, I spent enough on my bike. Thank you very much. And the demographic is much broader than you would ever imagine. There's still people in the mindset of that, that like, oh no, women, women can't ride. Like this is a man's game. This is a man's world. No, I'm sorry. The demographic is huge now. I'm sure there's more of a correlation between like new riders who are of many different walks of life who are buying a Harley for the first time, as opposed to like some of these guys who like they, yeah, Yeah. they buy used ones and they pro or they've had their bike for so long that like, yeah, Harley's not trying to cater to like people who've got a used bike. They're trying to sell that new one. Yeah. And, and honestly, Harley is, Harley's awesome to work with. Um, they, they are supportive of, of everything going on in the world right now, as far as like LGBTQ, um, black lives matter. They are, you know, they're, they're really, really, truly supportive of, of every, every person. Like there is not one demographic with Harley. They love everyone. And that's, that's been a beautiful experience to work with them and have them be so supportive of, of everything going on in the world. It's so, the one thing that yeah. I'm finding a trend with you, Tila, and I'm absolutely enamored by is that you're working with these companies that have that have had this kind of preconceived audience. And you're going in, you're breaking these molds and you're showing that, you know, things can evolve, things can change. And you can everything yeah. evolve. Like the original demographic of of you know, both like sometimes don't like when things change because they're comfortable and it's something that they know, but change is a part of who we are. If we don't change and evolve, like yeah, we are nothing, you know, we don't learn, we don't grow. So change and involvement in, in anything, whether, you know, it be a brand or yourself or whatever, it's super, super important to, to, for life. Yeah. In general. yeah. You've gone on many rides. You have seen yes. America. You have gone through the woods, you've gone over the river and through the everything. Yeah. Is there that one ride yeah. that you went on that was just oh. transformative that you will remember for the rest of your life? Anything in the desert, like my one place where I, I connect like spiritually um, aside from the bike, but taking the bike there was an even better experience because I the desert and the bike have something in common for me. And it's, it's two things that bring me peace and taking my bike out there and just watching the the sky change and, and 
going, you know, driving down those long roads and just getting lost in, in the desert is one of my favorite things to do. So I love going to the desert. I would love to do a cross country ride soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, the desert is my favorite place to ride. And honestly, like it, it did, it, it changed my life for the better, for sure. What, uh, what desert was it that? Uh, I love going out to Joshua tree. As a guy who spent a couple of years living in the desert, it's nice for a moment, <laughs> but, I, <laughs> but yeah, I spent a month it, out there. Um, there's something beautiful yeah. about just the vast openness and just Absolutely. the, the full beauty of nature and the mountains and everything like that. Yep. And then you also have the days of when you live out there and there's 75 mile per hour winds blowing sand in your face. And you know, you get a really oh, good yeah. exfoliant on everything. <laughs> it feels great uh, for the first five minutes. And then you're like, oh. For sure. Or it's super cold and your fingers are frozen and your face yeah. is frozen. Yeah, I experienced some of those high winds. Um, like last month when I, I hosted like a women's ride and they were like, I mean, it was 45 mile per hour winds, but like your bike was swaying. And that was like one experience where I was like, all right, cool. You either have to speed up so you don't feel the, the impact of the wind. Cause if you slow down or if you go the speed of the wind, you're going to be blown in the wind. But like going down Angeles crest during that time, it was, it was definitely an interesting experience nice. for sure. The last, <laughs> but, the last motorcycle yeah. question I have for you, what is your anthem that you are listening to as you're going down the road like you you turn it on you hop on your bike and this is playing in your head what is that song oh my gosh um no honestly that catches me off guard i don't know some something sort of rock i don't know maybe it's like johnny cash or um I guess it, I guess it would depend on my, it, it depends on my mood. Every time I get on the bike, I'm in a yeah. different sort of place. You know, I don't usually listen to music on my bike because you know, it's another distraction. I try to tune out everything and just be present in that moment. Um, I don't know. It'd have to be, it'd have to be something like Johnny mm. Cash or whatever. It's all Johnny Cash know. is a good you one. Know? Johnny Cash is a good one. It is. I was, yeah. I was thinking mine would be the immigrant song from Led Zeppelin by Led Zeppelin. Yes. Yeah. Sometimes I like, you know, sometimes I get on my bike and I'm like strolling down a beautiful road and there's water or beach or whatever. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. And yes, playing in my head. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's just nice, peaceful zenness as you're driving yeah. along. Yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, Tila, uh, the one of the last questions that we love to ask people um, as we're going through yeah. this journey together, uh, we love to ask you, um, we know about your holistic nutrition and everything, but what else is that good that you're putting out in the world? Uh, you know, um, I'm hoping to create more jobs with launching my line. Um, I, I think it's really important to, you know, create more jobs, especially, you know, I'm a small business, but I hope that it expands and to be able to give people more work, especially, you know, since COVID's put a lot of people in a bad position right now. Um, so I, I hope to do that, but honestly, like just continuing to be a positive person and, and, you know,
know, being open and, and, and helping. Um, I'm, I'm all about like living your best life. And, you know, I have a lot of people reach out to me via social media every day. And I think it's really important just to be, you know, open. And, um, a lot of people ask me, they're like, why do you, why do you respond back to messages like that? I'm like, because you can be that one person that changes that person's life. So, you know, I think it's really important just to be, be a positive person, be open and communicate with each other. I feel like over, over the last couple of years, we've kind of lost touch with like communicating with one another. And I think that's really important to do because you, know, you never know what someone can be in your life or how you can help that person in your lifetime. So, yeah. That is really amazing. Well, Tila, that uh, finally on the docket today uh this brings us to your future good and we want to know what's in your future what's going on what are you putting out into the world and play please plug away whatever you got we're we're all here for it um so march 25th uh my candle line is coming out i'm super stoked about it it's shop larue um it's the instagram uh this is something i made with my mom and it's something like we've always, always been passionate about candles so um, and they smell bomb. I'm going to get you guys some candles. I'm yes. going to send you guys some. Uh, I've had a lot of good feedback so far, and everyone's like, I need more. <laughs> they smell so good. So um, that's the first line of products I'm rele releasing for LaRue. There's some other things coming that I can't say just yet, um, but have to do with health and wellness. Um, so I, I'm really excited about everything coming up there. And can you tell yeah. us about these candles? Because the first time you mentioned them to us, yes. I I have had their yeah. like imaginative sense. I have one burning right now. I have a whiskey one too, that when you uh, finish the uh, candle, you can use as a whiskey glass. That uh, I want that one. I want that one. My body, my body yeah. is ready. Yes. Also, um, uh, like I obviously, repurpose and reuse and recycle is really important to me. So I'm figuring out a way to, for people to send back their glass so I can refill them and they can just reuse the glass. Nice. So yeah, I have, I have uh, five candles so far. So I have, I have the whiskey candle. Um, I have one called Harley, um, which is uh, oak moss and amber. I have uh, burnout, which is smoke, clove and amber. I like my ambers. Um, and um, I have Hush, which is uh, sage, lavender, and what, sandalwood. What motivated so, you to start this company? I, I've always loved candles. The first thing I do when I come home is I light my candles, I turn on some music, and just, you know, sometimes I sit back with a glass of wine, and I just relax. And for me, like, candles help make a house a home. They bring light into a room, and they make, make a place feel warmer. So between my plants and my candles... You can see my plant right here. One of them. Um, it's, it's always been something that I've loved. Like I grew up in Seattle and my mom would burn candles like every day. And every time it got dark, like we just, you know, light candles and it was, it was awesome. So it's something that we both shared that we were super passionate about. I was buying so many candles. Like I buy so yeah. many candles. And then I was like, you know what? I, I think we can start making our own. And my mom was like, we should make our own. We've been talking about it for the longest time. So we, you know, we, we started working on this in July and um, we created LaRue and LaRue is important to us because not only is it my middle name, but it was uh, my grandmother's name. 
so my, my grandmother and my mother raised me and my mom's mom. So that's why it's super important to us because she passed a few years ago and we're, you know, kind of doing this in her name and something that she loved too. So it's something that we can work on together, even not being together. And I'm actually going to deliver the first set of candles to my mom Ooh, on my birthday. God, yay. So I'm going to take video of her reaction. Yes, it's going to be epic. I want, I want to see. I, yeah, I, yeah. There's something so precious about surprising parents and just the unadulterated joy that comes from their faces. It's so great. Yeah. My niece, too, because I'm going to fly up on my birthday um, and get there that night. But that's when we're going to surprise them. But her birthday is actually the 29th the day after mine so i'm gonna be able to be there oh for her my god that's so like, sweet yeah my brother's texting me and he's like she really wants you to be up here and i was like oh i don't know if i can make it happen oh my god, that's gonna be like a whole birthday extravaganza amazing uh yeah it's gonna awesome. be well tila thank you so much for sharing your story with us and hanging out with us today i i cannot i i don't have words for how awesome this was i do it was fucking fantastic and that all of that tila you have been fucking fantastic uh we love you it goes without not like saying you're a fantastic person and where can people find you on the internet in the webs uh to learn more about larue learn more about you and all the good that you're doing they can find me at tila larue on instagram um and then from there like i have I have all my links to Shop LaRue and my website. Um, but yeah, and come say hi. If you if you listen to this and you know, you want to come say hi, like come say hi. Like I, I check my messages daily and I get back to, you know, every message. So I'm, I love connecting with people and I'd love to hear. You're from, already from doing me. more in your DMs and I'm sure most everyone on the internet. So like, yeah. Awesome. Tila, <laughs> it's been fantastic. And we like we'll definitely have to get you on again down the line to hear more about how liver is going but thank you so much you're amazing thank you thank you thank you thank you Amazing, I can't, amazing, I amazing. can't stop saying amazing. amazing. I wish you could amazing. I wish you could slap me through the team. Oh, air slap me. Ah. Okay. One more time. Ah. Oh, okay. I said she was amazing, right? Yeah, I think she said she <laughs> yeah. was amazing. Oh my god. Tila, you are amazing. Thank you so much for coming on our show, talking with us. Um I it, it was just so great to chat with you about all of the amazing things that you do and i one thing i will mention here is that tila was kind enough to send us i our team a couple candles we wanted to talk about them and brag about them a little bit because um well mike why don't you start us off what candle did you get uh i have a candle that i want to drink um because <laughs> it's that it smells that good i uh, i got the whiskey neat which smells like a sweet glass of Jameson that yeah. it's like the sweet smell of a whiskey, but without the alcoholic punch behind yeah. it, it's literally just kind of like the sweetness behind it. You, it has this cause... like subtle oaky hint in it as well that kind of that balances it out, which I think really doesn't give you that punch in the face alcohol smell, but 
also too it's in this great glass that once it's done with you can utilize as like a nice little whiskey tumbler which right. i am nowhere near finishing yet but <laughs> i plan on it uh because it smells so damn good i will say I that's one that's what i was most impressed by like i had i was like cleaning the bathroom the other day i put this on like just to like mask some of the uh the like chemical smells of yeah this helped it not smell terrible actually like the thing that was amazing was i burnt this for several hours and it was like it it didn't go down it's not like it 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 did not move like the burn time i think she said is like 50 hours it goes um, for days like, yeah literally it, and figuratively it goes oh no it, it is crazy but the other thing that i noticed about it i'm looking at the label here i got burnout and it is uh, smoke, clove, and amber. And it smells... Yeah, it, no, it's great. But it smells exactly like what is on the label. That I yeah. think... It, like, I'll go to, like, maybe Target, get a candle, and it'll say something like, um, I don't know, cinnamon, whatever, the hell kind of, like, smell that you get. But then it's yeah. always, like, filled with other kinds of, like, Gross. little elements. And <laughs> not always gross, but it's kind of like... I. I came to get a tobacco candle for the scent of tobacco. Like, I'm cool with the vanilla, but, like, God, everybody, like, vanilla is overhyped. Like, it, it just, is. I don't need it all the time. But this was, like, this is no no BS exactly what you get. Um, exactly. It's just, I think, like, if you're looking for a really great quality candle that is locally made in L.A. and is just really good, it's worth it. It's so it's worth really it. worth it. Check out shoplarue.com. That's S-H-O-P-L-A-R-O-U-X.com to purchase your fantastic emo queen smelling candles. Uh, they are so good. They are so good. I still have my, uh, my uh, nail paint on i need to get yeah. it removed before the wedding <laughs> you probably it's, should i'm surprised that it's stayed on as long it's as been it weeks i know uh, which it's is the, even more surprising recorded. Yeah. yeah uh so byron what was i would love to just gotta hear from you real quick what's that one thing that you took away from our chat with tila yeah uh i so we didn't get to go deeper into this it was more about something that just impressed me about uh tila and the experience that she had she had gone through because i just had never thought about this before and all of the the friends and people that i've talked to who are a part of the lgbtq community who um are at one point in their lives or another have made a change or dis or made an identity a change in their life because they identified differently and you know there was some shift in their sexuality or their gender and they had to come out again and that's something i think like i just never thought about just like oh if you are having to if you are having this change in your identity for yourself you're having to do this again and i think the way that tila briefly talked about how she handled it i think just impressed me more i think it's one it's one thing when you like you have to come out the first time that's already impressive you're having to come out again and then you're having to do it to the community 
that embraced you and hope that they embrace you again. Mm-hmm. And that I think is like just a part. It speaks to the badassery that is Tila True. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mike, what, what did you take away? I, I would say the thing that struck a chord with me overall was the ability or her ability of being able to love herself for who she is and her body. Mm-hmm. Um, like the body positivity that she was able to find and also help promote uh, within her social feeds and community and everything like that. That was something that really hit deep with me. Uh, I, for a, for my whole life have had issues just with my body and being around a variety of people, variety of genders and everything like that. Just be like, Hey, you're skinny. Hey, you're skinny. 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 And it hit deep within me to a point of, I haven't been able to be comfortable with myself up until very, very recently. Um, and the ability that she was able to come from, from going from like eating disorders to yeah becoming this world-class model that she is now uh, and being able to pass on that positivity. It, re- it passed on to me a little bit too. And I, I really appreciated that and her generosity and just kind spirit of being, or just kind of chatting with a bit of everybody about this and just really passing on the good word. You can't yeah. get better than that. Like you can't. And then also I'm too, not- She's just an emo queen. She's great. (laughs) She has great taste in music. Emo Mondays, everybody. Follow her on there so that we can all rock out. Yeah, if you want to follow Tila, you want to chat to her, just like follow her for Emo Mondays. She's uh, at Tila LaRue on Instagram. Um, Give her a shout out. She's wonderful to talk to. Um, We are also on the social medias as well. If you'd like to have. We are. We are doing the social medias. If you'd like to talk to us more about Tila's episode or just generally the good you're putting out into the world, artwork that you're doing and you want to submit and share with us and like we we want to be sharing your story. We want to be making this platform about you and the good that you put into the world. Mike, where can they find us? You can find us at Phil Good Pod. That's F I L L G O D P O D. Uh, that's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. And you can also probably find us on Facebook. Uh, but we are on all the socials. Hit us up. We're a chatty Cathy's. We'd love to talk to you. Uh, also, too, feel free to email us at philgoodpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and, you know, if you have some artwork, like Byron said, that you would love us to kind of get out in the world, holler. If you have yeah. someone that you'd like us to chat with, holler. We're here for you. We've got a Discord as well. You can find us on there. We're the Feel Good Podcast. And uh, we, uh, you know, if you come on there, you'll find us probably trying to uh, do some uh, gaming with uh, some of the community that we're establishing on there. And we'd Mm -hmm. just love to meet and talk to you anyways. Exactly. So hit us up and get ready for another great episode coming up in the next two weeks. We'd like to thank our sound engineer, Wes Underwood, and our producer, Alexia Van Was, for making this show work. But until then, I am Mike Osgood. And I am Byron Filler. And we will catch you on the flip flop. The flip flop flop. The flip flip flop. <laughs>